0: from the dot com fed fed from the farm dot com these
1: Welcome to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, the Integrity Way, with your hosts, John and Debbie Morris from Integrity Training Systems.
0: Hey, everybody. It's great to be back. We are in the studio. I'm fortunate enough to have my husband, John Morrison, here with me. We're in the studio on a beautiful day and looking forward forward to the opportunity to minister to you guys, just bring some inspiration in regards to health and wellness and discipline and staying committed to a healthy lifestyle. We work with an agency that helps us to be able to develop programs, to be able to present ourselves kind of to the public in just a better fashion and just in just a way to where we can, you know, do it in such an efficient way that we're not just spinning our wheels. So when we get information out there, it's difficult for us because we have a full-time job. And so we're, you know, we're, we're, I'm busy doing nutrition and John is busy doing personal training and, you know, it's not really our forte to, to uh, figure out how we should get, you know, the data out there, whether it be through social media, whether it be through uh, email marketing or or whatever, whatever the, you know, the way or the method to be able to get information out. So we work with an agency and they kind of clue us in on how we should do things and what we should do. And the other day, uh, the, the lady that works with me, she's amazing. She's just really um, taken the time to really learn me, learn my passion and, just get an understanding of what I believe in and and kind of allows me to uh, bring my faith in strong. And she just really has helped to adapt to, you know, all of my belief systems and to be able to represent our company appropriately. And she said to me, she said, now Debbie, we're going to create some um, information or some, I guess we should say some content uh, for May and I need you to write this. So she gives me, you know, kind of an outline and then I go and spend the month writing on different topics that she feels will benefit other people. And uh, one of her things that she said was, I went to write this down, and when I went to write this down, I basically thought to myself, this isn't Debbie, this isn't integrity, I, I don't know, I, don't, I, I just, but, but yet I still want to present this to her because I want to know her reason why this isn't her, and I actually want to make that a topic. So her topic, John, was she said to me, she said, So the fitness topic typically, you know, is going to be uh, how to get ready for your beach body. So for me, it's like all about like beach body, like let's get ready for your beach body. And so she said to me, she said, but the thing is, Debbie, that's like so not, that's so not the integrity way. She goes, and yet you have these people um, that are (laughs) competing in competitions and, 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 you know, obviously have beach bodies and you have just the regular Joe that goes from being, 100 pounds overweight and then ends up looking absolutely stunning and, you know, just changes their life completely. But yet you just don't really promote yourself as the type of company that's just always chasing after um in getting someone into this shape. And she said, so I just would really like to know your opinion on why. Why is that not you? Why are you not that fitness company? And so, of course, I went off on, you know, a usual Debbie, like, So box tangent tangent. Right. And, and so I'm going to explain that, but I also would like to know your opinion on that too, John, because, um, you know, I, I do think that you chase after goals and a lot of your goals are appearance focused, you know, so I, I love having you on the show and I did a show alone for seven years. So I love having you on the show because it's just a different perspective. And I think people should, I think people really appreciate getting that different perspective, but Whenever I have a passionate opinion, you know, on something like this, it's truly just because I've been doing what I do for as long as I've done it. So you have to think, you know, for over 22 years now, I've been trying to help people get well. And in the very beginning of my career, it was always, always focused around how they looked. You know, I worked at 24 Hour Fitness and we had this protocol. We had to measure them a certain way. We had to get their picture. It was all about the look. None of it was about the health. I wasn't allowed to talk to them about food. I would basically like, risk my career talking or my job talking to them about food on the side because I just felt they were never going to be okay if they didn't change their food. And then I went on to Powerhouse Gym and at Powerhouse Gym, it was like the mecca of all things looking good, you know, caring about how you look, caring about how you look, not caring about how you feel. Um, it didn't matter what supplement you took. When was the next uh, fat burner? What was the best fat burner to take? What was the best, you know, uh, thing that would boost your testosterone? What, you know, like, I mean, and then it went on and on and on. But yet in the midst of all of that crazy, like, look good, look good, look good, there was this guy, Roger Sims, who owned the gym, that was just sort of like pioneering this this formula for nutrition. And he just cared about people not having diabetes. He cared about them not having blood pressure issues. He cared about them not having autoimmune diseases. And he was just like helping people look good at the same time. And he is one of my mentors who actually gave me the opportunity to do half of what I do and really helped to teach me. And so at that point at Powerhouse after leaving 24 hour fitness I just realized like I'm helping people look good and and I'm and I'm doing it. I'm doing the work. I'm seeing the change in people. I mean they they look amazing. I can show you pictures at Powerhouse remember John they had like the framed photos all the way the outer perimeter of the gym. And like a lot of those people in frames were people that I had worked with and they look phenomenal, right? you know, and, but the thing is, is that it was like, how fulfilling is this? If we know that even though they look that good a year later, they had a heart attack. Or a year later, you know, they're we're, we're finding out that they are on a an immune suppressing drug because of rheumatoid arthritis, but yet they still look good, but they can't figure out a formula to get themselves to feel good. And what is the biggest thing for me, John? This is where my heart is with it. I mean, this is where it really is goes deep for me. Is that and I, and I had a guy, I don't know if you remember this, I had a guy come to the gym and he did this interview where he said, what have you learned? And he asked you three things that you had learned over your entire career, you know, and I have a YouTube video that I can share on my social media for all of you that listen. And in one of the things I told him, I had learned that it doesn't matter how much weight I help a person lose. It doesn't matter how many magazine covers that they do. And I've got people who have plenty of magazine covers. It doesn't matter if they achieve professional level sports. Uh, it, it really doesn't matter what the deal is. If they don't have a, a a why that goes beyond the look, that goes beyond just something that is so fleeting They, they will never be satisfied. They, they, they don't have the internal confidence that keeps them in it. And at some point they end up losing it. And so they're always chasing after where they used to be. And they spend this, this, like, it's like they go into an internal, you know, diet where they're always trying to look the way they looked in the very beginning. And I want to talk about that more next segment is the different seasons of change, you know. But my heart goes out because I feel like constantly chasing after the way you look sometimes is just this empty, there's an emptiness in it where a person really doesn't have any other foundation or they don't have any other stability that brings them confidence. So they're trying to build their confidence by the way they look. They're trying to build their confidence so they can post half-naked pictures on social media. They're trying to build their confidence so that they can be on a stage. It's not always the case. Sometimes it's just a byproduct of hard work, but I've met with those people. They've lost 100 pounds. They've got a magazine spread, and they're still not happy. They're still empty on the inside. They're still seeking and unfortunately, what they truly need and what they're truly seeking, it can't be found on a stage. It can't be found in a gym. It can't be found in a bikini. In most cases, they're truly needing faith. And that faith becomes the foundation. And that's what they they, they, they step everything upon. When they're going through the weight loss process, I always say, do the weight training with the nutrition. Change your body composition as you do the nutrition. But what I always say is, start this process with the Lord. Honor God with the choices that you make for your body. Because at the end of the day, if you try to do all of this, you have no faith. You have no deep deep-rooted why for why you're doing it, you are going to come up empty at the end of that 100 pounds and you will likely be the person that puts another 30 on within the next six months. I would love to hear your take on that, John, because you've come from a different place. And so next segment, I really want you to go through that. For more information on a six-month nutrition program with us at Integrity or to still get signed up for our six-month master's online nutrition program. It just started last week. You still have plenty of time to get signed up for weekly meetings on nutrition, exercise, discipline and spirit, and cooking classes. You can take a look at us at integritytrainingsystems.com or for a free personal fitness assessment with any of our personal trainers, you can call us at 636-299-2208. Hey, everybody, it's great to be back. I have just really loaded up that first segment with data and giving you my two cents. And obviously I have more that I would like to talk about with that. Um, But first, I just want to bring you in, John, and just get a different perspective. Maybe your perspective is the same, you know, after being in the fitness industry, you know, for as long as you have now, maybe that wouldn't have been your perspective in the beginning, Um, but you've been surrounded by a lot of people that have really tried to get, you know, some aesthetic goals, all the while watching their health go up and down as their goals go up and down, as they achieve it and then they gain it and then they achieve it and then they gain it. I'm just curious where you stand with all of that.
1: I just think the biggest thing is that people need to make sure that they have a long-term goal that is in line with the short-term goals. So, you know, to revert back to what the original question was of the original conversation from the first segment of what about the beach body, I actually don't have an issue with trying to create a beach body. I just think that the difference of your beach body, quote-unquote, from your christmas body shouldn't be that extreme that dramatic you know if you're looking at some point during your summer to have a six-pack you really need to have a four-pack at thanksgiving right and this is where people go wrong it's this extreme cut-in regimen destroy yourself get unhealthy don't eat right it less input more output uh caloric deficit supplementation taking you know, borderline being on speed and crack to right. get to this, this point. And then, Ooh, man, that was great. I looked good for five days in Florida back to pizza. You know, This is where people go wrong. And this is where the whole quote unquote concept of beach bodying is something that people acknowledge that we don't really get into because what we do and what you have done and what's been instilled in me in this line of work is we get people healthy, and then the health is actually presented by being out on a beach and looking good because it really is difficult to feel great and be extremely healthy and not look good. Um, it, it's going to follow it. Now, that being said, of course, there's medical situations. There's there's medical um, issues that can create a scenario where that's not the case, but if you chase being healthy and well, and then you're taught how to properly train your body to change your look, you're going to have the the possibility and the probability of feeling good and looking good. But if you chase the aesthetic first, you're more likely to look good and not feel as good as you look.
0: And then it won't be sustainable.
1: It's not because, yeah, you're going to look great, but eventually the why of how good you look is going to be outweighed by how crappy you feel to sustain and obtain that. And so for me, you know, I actually had a conversation with a bodybuilding competitor this this past weekend in regards to when it's appropriate to compete and when it's not. And it's fascinating because we talked about, you know, the cut in, the cut out, the the pre-regiment of nutrition going into prep for a show, the uh, regimen of food while in um, uh, competition season, and then the post-eating, like what you do post-season, post-show. And we were discussing how it's just so easy to come out of that post-show and just not do what you're supposed to do anymore because you've been so focused on that short-term goal that stage presentation, that not having to worry about that anymore makes you be like, well, then I guess I don't have to do what I'm supposed to do because I don't have anything I'm supposed to do it for. you know. Whereas if you lock in that long-term goal of sustained health and you view the stage, you view the beach body, you view the jujitsu competition as a presentation of your current representation of health and fitness, then you can stay healthy year-round. If your why is to sustain a a healthy lifestyle and you use these short-term goals as um, road markers or placers that show where you are on your journey of health, then you can sustain that. But if it's, okay, I have this fight, this tournament, this stage, this beach that I'm looking to go to, I've got nine weeks. I have 13 pounds. You know, if it's that extreme, you're going to fatigue out. (laughs) At the end of that, when you finally make it there, you're going to feel like you deserve a rest. When the reality is, if you had just been doing for the last 12 months what you sped up and did in the last 12 weeks, you could actually look and feel that way for the rest of your life.
0: Right. It's the fact that you took what you felt like was moderation and you turned moderation into regulation. Well, and the thing is, you know, it's, you were too moderate. It's
1: fascinating to me that people, the people that say, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Well, you shouldn't have to, you know, that's the whole thing is that's the, you know, life rotates in seasons. You have, you have seasons of everything, seasons of work, Seasons of friends, seasons of fitness, seasons of time, seasons of what you do extracurricularly or for fun. You know, you, you have to learn to enjoy the season you're in without being the the college football player that says back in my day. Right. You know, I joke a lot because I have videos of me doing some pretty quote-unquote impressive lifts. You know, I've had a power set of that being bench, deadlift, and squat of just under 1,500 pounds. I never made it to 1,500. I got to 1,465. I I don't think I could break a thousand right now. <laughs> you know, I'm at like a 60 percent of that at one point, but that's okay. I'm happy that I've had that in my past, but I use this as an example. If I sit and think about how I can't lift that anymore and how I got to get back to that. This isn't a season for that for me. I've got too many injuries. I'm older now. Now it's about just finding my current sustainable health that I can carry for the rest of my life. You know, this this bodybuilder I'm talking about having spoke to this weekend. Something that we talked about was in your current scenario of you feel amazing. You're playing a sport that you don't get to play while you're in show prep because it hurts you and changes the way you have to eat all of these great things that are going on, whereas if you were prepping for the show because of where you are currently, the cut that would be required, you wouldn't get to do that. So you're experiencing all of this greatness, but you're looking at a picture of yourself at your last show. You cannot compare your current feel-good athletic look to the depleted, not feeling great, cut pretty severe stage shape that you were in in that photo. Life isn't about taking a photo and comparing it to a photo. You have to look at the video. How were you feeling then? What was your day like? Were you excited with the stuff that you were doing on a daily basis? Well, you are right now. So perhaps that picture, while it's great that it's been there, isn't what you should have that you're looking at for what you're trying to be right now.
0: That is exactly what we do is try to give you perspective. For our six-month nutrition program, or for our six-month online master's program where we teach you cooking, we teach you all about nutrition, body and movement, and discipline and spirit, you can take a look at us at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com. Also to meet with a, a personal trainer for a free personal fitness assessment where we identify any muscle imbalances you have, any postural deviations. We teach you mobility exercises. We teach you how to foam roll. We teach you how to stretch. This is free of charge and a great way to get started with us. You can give us a call at 636-299-2208. Can't wait to be back at the next segment and keep this topic going. It's great information.
1: everybody thanks for staying tuned with us as we enter our third segment here we've been kind of spending some time talking about uh short-term topics the beach bod uh prepping for something rather than living a lifestyle of health and wellness and i want to give an example of even what some people might think is a mega goal that's a short-term goal as well and that's when i first started working with my now wife debbie when i was just her client (coughs) excuse me my original job that I went to her for needed her assistance with was losing 80 pounds. Uh, so I had a heart attack. I know a lot of our listeners know that if there's anyone new listening, that's what got me into health and wellness was I basically had a doctor tell me verbatim that I had a heart attack because I was fat. And if I didn't lose 80 pounds, I was going to die before I was 30. And so I took that pretty serious. I went and found someone being Debbie to help me with my nutrition and I ended up losing 100 pounds, but in the very first meeting I had with Debbie, she explained to me that I had a lot more going on than weight loss that I needed to focus on, and that she could help me to lose that weight, but if I didn't change my mindset, and if I didn't address my why, and figure out what it was that I was actually trying to become healthy for, and how I was going to sustain that. That, yeah, I'd lose the weight, but it wouldn't stay off and that I would put it back on. And in doing that, it would kind of almost be a waste of my time. I'd be spinning my wheels and just putting myself in a position where I'm set up for failure. So I really had to take a step back and acknowledge like, okay, what am I doing this for? How am I going to do this? You know, she asked me where my faith was, what I believed in, you know, how I'm going to move forward to get out of the oppression that I was in. You know, I had a lot of stuff going on that a lot of people weren't aware of. But my point in this is everybody's goals and everybody's situation is uh, relative. It's all relativity for where someone is. So someone might be like, wow, man, a hundred pounds lost. That's like a mega deal. That is a, that's a lifetime deal. But for me, that was a short-term goal. I did it in nine months, but then what? Now what? How do I keep that weight off? How do I stay healthy? How do I stay motivated? And that's a very commonly used word. This is what I want to talk a little bit about, Deb, and I'm going to have you talk some about this, too. And this is how I, I tell people to sustain the beach bod, okay, is if you set your long-term goals in discipline and your short-term goals in motivation, I believe you set yourself up for success. And what I mean by that is the okay. health and fitness run of the lifetime – you're not always going to be excited to do that it's not exciting to wake up at three o'clock in the morning because the only time you can work out is before you start work at 5 a.m it's not exciting when you're exhausted and you know you've got to go home and cut your grass or do whatever it is you need to do to go ahead and hammer out your 30 minutes of cardio that's not exciting because your why is just to be healthy it feels like "Ah, i could just put that off right you know, So you're disciplined here. This is where you discipline yourself to say, I'm going to do this because this is what I have to do to remain healthy. Then then you pick yourself a short-term goal. I'm going to be a bodybuilder. I'm going to get up on the stage. I'm going to do a jujitsu competition. I do have a beach uh, trip coming up, and if I were to shave off about four pounds, man, I think I'd look really good for that. And then be excited about that. Use that for motivation to then – tighten yourself up or get yourself to have a little bit harder approach on what you're working with. But if you don't have that initial discipline set in place to keep you at least moderately healthy, what you're going to do is you're going to set yourself up for this yo-yo of extremities, which is to go from an extreme state of hyper focus to lackadaisical nothingness. And that's actually where sickness occurs. (laughs) Bouncing from a heightened clean eating, you know, perfect, flawless exercise to a fall off of doing nothing. This this is literally what we preach. This is how Debbie does nutrition to stop people from creating disease. So, Deb, just talk a little bit to revert all the way back to the initial question. You know, how do you feel about the beach body? Just talk a little bit about why you're not so into the hyper short term hammer out, you're only eating one specific thing, chicken, green, bean, for the rest of your life scenario to, to achieve a goal like that.
0: Well, you know, I, I if someone comes to me, let's just use bodybuilding, for example. You know, I, I really don't work with many bodybuilders anymore. because It's it just a great example, it though. It isn't so much my forte, but um, it doesn't mean I don't. It just means I don't do it as much anymore. But let's say someone comes to me and they they say, well, I want to do a show. Then I will look at them and say, "When is the show?" And if they say that it's in twelve weeks, I'll tell them I'm not the right person for that. Right? And they'll look at me and say, "But I want to work with you." And I'll say, "No, no, I need I need twenty weeks. I need I need maybe even potentially thirty weeks. I have a six month program. I'd like the six months." And they'll look at me like to get me ready for a show. I'm like, "No, to get you ready for life." Yeah. Because it, you can go on the stage and you can do the show, but you need to learn how to eat afterwards. And you need to learn what it's gonna to take to continue to look like a bodybuilder and to continue to ch- continue to change your body like a bodybuilder. I don't see or view bodybuilding as a sport, as a means for getting in shape.
1: Right. You I, see it as a presentation of yes, a shape.
0: I also see it as a as a as an aggressive sport and that the the people that participate in it should be some of the healthiest people around. Yes. And so, you know, the other day, one of my trainers sent me a picture of a competitor that had a pile of uh, pancakes and that that's what they were eating before their two-hour leg workout and before their 30 minutes of cardio. And it's just BS to me. It's like if if you're going to get on a stage and get a pro card and you're going to be the one that's going to represent bodybuilding to the world, there are going to be people that are going to follow you. They're going to want to look like you. They're going to want to be like you. What are you representing? That's not health. If you want to eat pancakes the day after your show with your family, if you want to get up and make pancakes every Sunday morning with your kids, that's a totally different situation. But presenting a lifestyle to where you have to eat pancakes every day before you go and do a workout, where's the health in that? And what's the point in that? So I've never wanted to work with someone and present them with that type of food, I've wanted to show them what ingredients can do to their health, what ingredients can do to their body, and why they need to focus on all the details of those ingredients. So, again, people either love me or hate me for that. And that's just one example. Now, if someone comes to me and they want to do a marathon or maybe they want to do an Ironman, uh, you know, uh, what what about, you know, our one client? I mean, he wants to run – and a goddamn amount of miles. It sounds like that's a joke, but it's not a joke. yeah And so I'm looking at him now and I'm saying, You want to do that in November? Yep. I'm like, you have to start doing glutathione, you have to start doing vitamin C injections right now. Like you need to do IV vitamin C. Like I'm telling him he needs to do all these things, and he's just looking at me like I'm insane. And I'm like, no, 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 you have to eat your food this way. You need yeah. to start going to a massage therapist now. Uh, You need to be seeing a chiropractor like these are all things that you need to do to get your body ready for it now so that you are healthy after the race after the race and people will train for those marathons and then right after the marathon they just bail And they completely stop exercising. It's horrible. It's horrible for their organs.
1: I can think of three people that uh, came to us, you know, not to keep reverting back to bodybuilding, but it is something we work with, but that have come, that have been clients of both of ours that wanted to do shows that you specifically told were not ready. You you told them that you wouldn't train them or do their nutrition for a show on too short term of a, a date. And all three of these ones I'm thinking of went to a different coach and worked with them. Two of them actually got on stage. And what happened after that, because of how in their head they got, because of how they looked compared to everybody else, put dramatic amounts of weight on. The third attempted to get ready for it and then had an emotional and mental breakdown and completely went away from health and put on almost 100 pounds. And it's an example of it's not to say, oh, we're right every time. The point is, when you think about the health of it, that's actually what she was thinking about when she told these people they wouldn't be ready. It was less about how cut can we get your six pack and more about the emotional and psychological and health state of what would be required to get to that point. And then what put you on stage and you can say, you're not going to care if you take last place, but you're going to stand there and present yourself next to all of these people in an unprepared state. There's a lot of psychology in that.
0: Well, there's also a lot of health issues that come from it. And I've watched those health issues over the years for the people that come to me from other coaches Uh, because they did such dramatic, dramatic cuts. And so I just, I just won't be involved with it anymore. And so at the end of the day, no matter what the goal is, again, it doesn't have to have anything to do with bodybuilding. It can just be like, I want to do this keto diet because I don't want to feel that's a good example. I
1: want to do keto because I am going to a beach in eight weeks and I've heard that keto is a really quick way to lose weight. You're absolutely right, but what are you going to do after the beach? Are you choosing to enter into a ketogenic lifestyle? Right. Because ketoing for eight weeks and then going back to carbivoring is not a great yeah, idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's horrible for your cholesterol yes it's absolutely horrible for your cholesterol it's like the most fantastic li- way to have a heart attack it's a
1: lifestyle decision it's
0: truly the most fantastic way to have a heart attack to go from all of that fat and then to put yourself back into an insulin burning state where does all the fat go it right. dumps into your liver i mean it's just a really bad situation right and then there are people that will go on vacation and they will literally go afib in the middle of their vacation or or
1: something to consider is like okay you're that's assuming you make it if you don't think that you can go without a carb or a starch like if you're going to sneak it in you know that is the worst diet quote-unquote that you can cheat on and so it's like if you haven't been able to get yourself to take alcohol out up to this point or soda out to this point how in the heck do you think you're going to go keto for 12 weeks? Right. You know, you're just going to make yourself sick.
0: Right. And there's just so many unhealthy ways of doing a ketogenic diet. You know, at the end of the day, you just have to say, yes, I would like to look good. But my my prayer for you is that you will say, I really want to feel good. Right. I want my body to be a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I want to honor God with the choices that I make for it. And I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm literally eating something that I know is poisoning me over and over and over again. And I'm taking a medication for depression. I'm taking a medication for anxiety. I'm taking a medication for blood pressure. I'm taking a medication for diabetes. And yet everything I have on my plate is the reason why I need those medications. (laughs) And and you have to understand, I've watched this for 22 years, and I just don't want to sit in front of somebody and say, sure, I'll help you look that way. Why? So that you can continue to not feel good for the rest of your life. If that's the only driving force is the way you look, it's just going to fail you every single time. And
1: you know what's nuts is I've watched people get to the place that they want to get to. And guess what? If you don't feel well, you will never even see how good you look.
0: Right you won't you that's the thing that's why i say i've helped people lose 100 it'll pounds it'll never be enough because you
1: don't feel well enough to acknowledge it. you feel, feel like crap yeah, so they, you see crap in exactly. the mirror exactly
0: they don't their brain isn't there they're still eating you know they're still sort of eating in balanced so they they don't believe in themselves they they don't have any type of faith to hold on to we're just trying to apply a way of thinking or a mindset change or a reframing on how you look at that beach body or how you look at that goal Yes, it's a short-term goal, but figure out the long-term goal first. Help, help, get some help. Get some help figuring out what the long-term goal is. Yes, looking good can be part of it, but feeling good needs to be the the main focus. Let us help you with that with our six-month one-on-one nutrition program or our online master's program where we teach you how to cook, we teach you how to exercise, We really, truly train you about nutrition and discipline and spirit. It started last week. You've only missed one week, and we have weekly messages. For more information on it, you can take a look at us at integritytrainingsystems.com or to schedule a free personal fitness assessment with any of our personal trainers. You can call us at 636-299-2208. Hey everybody, it's so good to be back. I think I just produced myself a hot flash from yeah. the last segment because I got so fired up, and I do feel like my voice even raised. I don't know. I, I'm I sorry. felt yelled
1: at. I almost left the room to be okay, honest with I, you. It wasn't Ignorant. you though. I, I, I just I was get trying to help Easy, people. okay. I,
0: I want people out there to hear it, you know, and really yeah. want to make changes. It breaks my heart, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart that it breaks my heart when I see people truly accomplish significant things within their health and within their body and then and then watching them not be able to keep it up because they just get into a really really rough pattern and they they start getting foods in their body that actually starts to change their brain and makes it to where they actually can't even think for themselves anymore correct because they are being dominated by substances and the substances are not even drugs the substances are sugar food sugar alcohols uh food dyes. Uh, you know, canola oil, soybean oil. It's all this combination of poisonous ingredients that's just damaging them from the inside. And they don't even have the same clear enough brain anymore to really, truly be able to say, man, I, I, I don't have to get back to where I was. I just have to get back to a healthy track. And I've noticed in working with folks, you know, just physically that they will be working out, working out, working out. But then they're not applying rest, and they're not applying stretching. They're not applying foam rolling. They're not applying the Epsom salt baths, the regular chiropractor care, the, the regular massage care. And yet then all of a sudden the food starts to get off track, and the inflammation starts coming in like a flood, and boom, they get injured. It's so easy for a person to get injured when they're eating junk food all the time and then when they're not resting and they're not providing themselves with you know i'm not saying they need to be lazy but they do have to rest they do have to stretch they do have to foam roll the food impacts the recovery i just spoke with a a a physical therapy company the other day about it helping them to understand that their clients can recover faster if they're on the right foods An anti-inflammatory diet can change the way your body feels and can keep you from getting injured. That's how I help my high school and junior high and college athletes, and I keep them from getting injured. Like year after year after year, they don't get injuries.
1: Well, the thing is, rest and recovery is different for everybody, just like what you should eat and how you should exercise is different for everybody. So, you know, to tell someone they have to have three rest days a week, it doesn't necessarily make sense because they might be someone who to some extent can work out seven days a week. I am not a uh, believer in the fact that you have to have mandatory rest days across the board for everybody. Everyone is different. And the way you're going to gauge that is how you feel. But to your point, Deb, like if you don't have your food, you don't have your sleep and you don't have your exercise a hundred percent in order and in place, the rest and recovery is going to have a little bit of like a sway to it. You know, you're, you're not, it, it's a variable at that point because the other things aren't all locked in. And when you're talking about rest and recovery, you know, there's a reason. I, I've got a guy that I'm working with right now on increasing his one rep deadlift. And we went for a one rep max. He got a little bit like off, got about mid shin and then had to put it down. He asked if he could try again and I said, "Yes, we'll wait 4 minutes and then you can try to pick that up again, but I'm just going to warn you, you know, it, it it's going." And I wasn't trying to defeat him mentally, but I'm like, "It's it's going to be a hard pull because you have even though you've only got it to your shin, you have just exerted some work force at what is your 1 rep max." Well, guess what? He didn't even get it off the ground the second time 4 minutes later trying. That's why there's a rest period there. If I had let him just grab that within 30 seconds, he wouldn't have even rolled it. You know, it's like he required that four minutes to even approach it and then still wasn't able to lift it. He needs another day. The exertion was there. It was done. We didn't get it. We move on. My point with that is, you know, if you're working hypertrophically and you're actually just jumping between stations and creating time under tension and getting a pump, that rest period is much shorter than the one rep rest period. But that actually goes into how long you rest over the course of days as well, too. And when you get an injury, that's when you don't actually rest on any of the other fighting points of fitness. Your food needs to be on point. Your sleep needs to be on point. Your water needs to be on point. How long you go between exercises and properly working with a physical therapist, whoever you're with before you start exercising again, needs to be on point. But where people go sideways is they get hurt and they can't go in the gym, so they give up everything. Their sleeping patterns get off because they're eating crap. They're eating crap because they're like, well, I can't work out anyway, I might as well just grab whatever I want. Like it's like when one of the pillars falls, the whole thing comes crashing down and just
0: start stop working out altogether when they literally could still be working out their upper body. Right. And on the flip
1: on the flip side of saying that people should rest, you can over rest Sure, (laughs) you know, like don't let an injury or an issue lead to laziness. Don't let it derail you. I, I just went through this myself. I hurt my foot in February. And uh, I tore all four ligaments in my left heel. They wanted me to see an orthopedic surgeon. I'm hard-headed, so of course I didn't. And it's still hurting me right now sitting here today. But I have the ability to move again. And I found myself in these last two weeks thinking, like, I really need to start working out again. Like, I really need to start working my upper body again. I've kind of just, I've I've really kind of rode this rode this thing out and I and I recognized that I have actually probably surpassed the time that I required healing to be able to do upper body. Now, that being said, uh, last month, I did try to do a shoulder day and it was a horrible idea because even just lightweight pressing through my shoulders, having to put my heels down on the floor hurt, right? But now I am ready. I mean, today I just did jujitsu and I was fine. So when is the right time to come back? And that's where the discipline is so important in the long-term goal. Because the short-term goal is I'm trying to grow right now and I'm trying to prep because I want to compete at ultra heavyweight for jiu-jitsu. And I let my short-term goal get derailed by disappointment and injury. And I didn't listen to my long-term goal of what else do I need to put in line and focus on to stay healthy, to stay well. And, and that is... I can still do something with my upper body. I can still discipline myself to work with lighter weights. So we all do it. This is the point I'm trying to make to you. We all go through these peaks and valleys of letting ourselves get disappointed and getting off, but I don't believe that we're meant to be perfect in this, but we are meant to practice persistence. And if you stay persistent in your pursuit of health, that's as close to perfection as you're ever going to get.
0: Right, and I mean, at, at that point, point, you you one thing you can be very consistent on is your food, right? You know, so you could have made it to where body fat was less. You can make it to where your, 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 uh, inflammation is, is, is low as it could possibly be so that your healing can be as, as positive and as, as quality as possible. You can take the supplements that you need to really produce balance and healing in your body. You can do, you know, the correct stretches and the correct, you know, mobility exercises. You can get your Epsom salts, uh, you know, baths in every single night. You can go to a massage therapist. You know, you can do all the things that you can do. But again, a lot of people just say right and they just throw it all away like the it's just gone like they don't do any of it anymore because of the foot thing or because of the back thing or because of the hip thing or, or the shoulder thing or something that's like no 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 don't just completely give up like that now is the time to dig deep and go into that food and really own the food it's the one thing you can control
1: well an example for me is i was able to keep myself healthy i haven't put any weight on i'm i'm 11 pounds up from my competition and my competition was pretty cut so My weight is in a good position. My health is in a good position. I was doing recovery, but the thing is, I don't enjoy working out. And this is something I know people that do enjoy working out, and that's great for them, but I don't. So what happened is I let go of my discipline when my motivating moments fail. I let go of when it was time to get back to working out because I don't want to. And so you can't do that. This is how you practice health. This is why we do what we do. And this is why we offer you a team of people, like-minded individuals, to keep you in line with what you need to do to be healthy. It's what we do for a living.
0: Right, exactly. We offer a one-on-one nutrition program. We also offer a six-month online master's nutrition program. That program is still able to be signed up for. Uh, we just started our first session last week. It is recorded and you can still listen to it's it. A good group. It's we, a, lot,
1: a lot of people staying active.
0: Yeah, it's a great uh, community of people doing exactly what you may be wanting to do and sharing wonderful information on cooking, exercise, discipline and spirit, uh, and just understanding the ins and outs of nutrition. For more information on any of our nutrition programs, you can take a look at us at integritytrainingsystems.com. Or for more information on a free personal fitness assessment with any of our personal trainers, uh, you can call us at 636-299-2208. Pray that this resonates in you and manifests some type of amazing change in you. And we pray blessing on you. God bless you. Thanks. coach, and my husband and I own a gym. I'm also a baker. I bake healthy cookies, brownies, and muffins that are high in protein and low in sugar. And yes, they are gluten-free and dairy-free. Our daughter, Sophie, is our greatest inspiration, so we decided to name all of our baked goods after her. The idea for Sophie's cookies, brownies, and muffins came out of a real need to provide our daughter with a healthy snack. These healthy snacks make her more alert, balanced, and overall more joyful. We know that our baked goods are a better way to snack, and we want everyone to experience it. If you like snacking, then you will love our baked goods. Sophie's cookies, brownies, and muffins are for all ages. We don't want anyone to miss out on the benefits of our delicious and nutritious snacks. These are going fast. Order your very own Sophie's cookies, muffins, and brownies today.